Hello, welcome to From the Recruiting. My name's John. Uh, with me today is Jason. Hello. And Mike. Right. Right. Oh, 6-0, Michael. What's the, what's the downer in your voice over, over losing 6-0 at home to uh, rampant Manchester City? It's, I think that's Watford's record defeat in the top flight. So we've been there for history, if nothing else. <laughs> so it's either equalled it or that is now the, the highest defeat in the, uh, in the top flight. And... What else can you say but uh, chapeau to, to Manchester City. It was just uh, from minute one to minute 95. It was a ruthless, dominant, breathtaking, brilliant performance, really. It was it was great for them and not a joy to watch because we've just been humped 6-0 at home and we're going to be first on match of the day for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, if you're a football supporter, you ask for entertainment. And if you can look at that game um, dispassionately, impartially, what a show Man City put on there. Well, I was going to say, the bloke was like, I was coming down the stairs of the, of the rookery, he said, that's the best team I've ever seen Watford play in all my years of coming to see Watford. Agree, Jase? I can't think of anyone better at the moment. Uh, they, they're, just, they're just so good, aren't they? Just a, they're just so comfortable on the ball and they, they sort of pounce on any sort of little mistake. Well, I mean, we're saying we weren't that particularly that bad today and it's hard to single out any bad performances but we're not perfect we're not we're, we're a mid-table to lower half premiership side sorry premier league side got to get that right and i'm still making that mistake and so there's going to be times where things aren't quite going to work for us and it'll be a maybe a, a sort of bad decision by carillo or just a, a, a ball that's pinged off the foot of a center back and they're straight on it every time they were straight on it i don't think we all those 50 50s all went to them and okay there's a bit of perhaps we didn't get the rub of the green in certain situations but it was just it's just amazing the, the energy they've got I don't think it's just about skill as well it must be about fitness because they were just from minute one to minute 90 they were the energy they were putting into their performance I think Geordie said it on our WhatsApp WhatsApp group hunting in packs that's what they were doing they were just forcing us into, into corners where we couldn't do anything with the ball and then when they had the ball you said, John, when we were watching the game, how the, the game that it seemed to be in just in the court of the pitch, but you saw how wide they were. They were they were they completely stretching the play, and that's what they were doing. They were just they had players out on the left touch line, out on the right touch line, and as we tried to defend that, as soon as a gap appeared, they were picking it and running into it, and and yeah, playing the ball into space for them to run onto, and just sort of moving up the pitch in that manner, getting behind us out wide every time, and putting the crosses in. And when you got someone like Aguero in the side just impossible to defend it's interesting you say that in terms of their their width and their sort of taking up the pitch because I know there's a bit of scientific been work done into yellow is supposed to be the team of winners isn't it and but uh, you looked up and it just seemed what's that what was it were they in magenta burger? plum plum okay maroon, maroon plum but it, you just looked up and it was a sea yeah. of swarming maroon plum magenta whatever it, it was um it was magenta, is that way to magenta? Was it not? Okay, it's not bright enough for magenta. Okay, well, whatever it was, it just seemed that they yeah. they were oozing into every every bit of space on the pitch. And I have to say, I was I was shocked, I was surprised because talking to people on the way here, we were at the Tony Cote event last night. We were talking about um, what we can expect from the game, and sort of to a man and woman, we sort of all agreed that we might be able to sit in be well organised as, as Silva's got us going and frustrate Manchester City and try, and try and hit them on the break and I thought that you know the longer we can stay in it the more we will push them and the more of a contest we'll make of it but as Jason just said from minute one to minute 90 they came out of the traps and we could not settle we were hanging on by our fingernails from kickoff 
and they were playing at a million miles an hour but completely controlled they were zipping the ball around they were getting it around the corners and down the wings um, Kevin De Bruyne was just I don't understand how these players can be so good um, <laughs> just like the vision and the touch and the confidence just to do everything at such um, pace okay they're good we understand that we all know we all saw we all loved and if they don't go and win the league and they don't win the Champions League even playing some of that football um, what a failure that club is a failure that they can be <laughs> you're heaping the pressure on them now John <laughs> yeah. they'll be feeling it now yeah. Well, yeah, you've got to do this to the, to the opposition but I, let, the, the feeling I've had though is I feel better after losing 6-0 to Manchester City than I did losing 5-0 to Manchester City last year, which is a, such a strange feeling. Why, why is that? What is it that we did today for, me to, for us to leave this game? I'm not saying I'm happy. Please do not think that I'm happy, but I feel better than I did when we lost 5-0. Why? Well, there's just a better feel about the place someone was talking in the um, we were talking before the game and said like is there a better feel about the place under Marco Silva under the new regime and yes there is it feels better at Watford we've had better performances leading up to this thumping than we did up to the last you know we were in the midst of losing five Premier League games in a row so yeah it's taken as read that that this is better I think um, speaking after the game um, Nate Chalabar basically said you just have to take games like this on the chin and move on. So that in itself, I think, is... I don't think that's not taking responsibility. They'll all be in the, in the training grounds, whether it's tomorrow morning or, or Monday, and they'll go through it and work out why Manchester City scored six goals. So they will take responsibility, but also you have to have professional mental aptitude to accept when you've been beaten like that. And I think we'll use it as a positive, which you have to do. Um, I don't think there'll be any sulking. I think there'll be just recognition that they have to work harder and an acceptance that um, they were beaten by a better side. But for that first 25 minutes, like I say, it was we were hanging on by our fingernails. We were rushing. It was like an FA Cup match almost. Um, you know, we were the minnows against... The, well, that, it, it still is, isn't it? That's a kind of... Um, in terms of sort of budget and, and quality... We weren't playing the sort of uh, cultured attacking football that we perhaps uh, have seen over the last couple of weeks. But we did hang in there and we should have scored, really. We should have gone 1-0 up um, with Richarlison's header. And he, whether he could have done better or not, it's, I don't know, he, um, he was pretty much should unmarked. Have, should have hit the target. Even if the, the keeper, forcing the keeper to make a save, should have hit the target, really. And, and in a game when you play a team like this, those small little windows that open up for you you need yeah. to sort you need to sort of grab them but was but, but football wise jason we were we were still playing our game we didn't try and it didn't feel massively different and we did yeah and we we did at times play some nice football and we said we sort of tried to play the counter attacking game but we couldn't because they were all over us and just too good for us and just too quick but we still, at times, there were still times where we were playing football around and at times through them, and we were sort of getting up the pitch. We probably had our best period just before they scored, and then I wouldn't say our heads dropped, but and like you say, we did try and carry on playing football. Perhaps I, I sort of mentioned Crillo earlier about his decision making on. Uh, I thought he had a decent enough game, but there were times where he did did the difficult stuff, play some good football, and then he played the wrong pass or tried to take on one man too many bad decision making there but other than that yeah we, we, we were playing some playing our football playing some nice passes trying to keep the tempo up from midfield like yeah. Decorey and Chalabar do I think there was two incidents that really sealed our fate and they happened in and who was to blame for those incidents well no no I'm not going to well we'll get on to that we'll get on to that <laughs> but I think there's two things there was Jan Matt's head injury I'm not sure which way around they happened but Jan Matt was off the pitch yeah. um, clash of heads I don't think there was anything intentional about it 
Um, he was off the pitch when he landed, so the game carried on when he was receiving treatment. So we're missing a, a, a right back, which is obviously difficult when you're playing Manchester City in that sort of form. And I think the crowd were agitated by it, and I think the Watford players felt hard done by it. I don't know what they expected to happen. You can't just, the game doesn't wait indefinitely for him to receive treatment. So I think that sort of cranked up the, the sort of tension and the, made it a bit more. I don't know. It just they just the hackles were up and they, yeah, unsettled. And I think they lost a bit of concentration as a result. And all of us is booking, which in some ways was great. Well, He's back. The man's back. How, He's got a yellow. How did Tom Cleverley not get booked? <laughs> He came absolutely storming in in the first half, and then he'd fouled again later. And he was—I mean—he was doing what Tom Cleverley does, but he's uh, done well not to get done well not to get booked. But I thought those two incidents were indicative of—they showed that we weren't going to be able to keep up what we were doing for the whole game. I thought, you know, we're gone. That's that's the margins you play at when you're playing against a team like that. We were we were at 100 percent keeping it at, keeping it at zero zero. And those little things, once the, your once your concentration goes, once your shape goes, once your organisation goes, it's only going to end one way. And I thought they were were telling. Jose Holabas gets a lot of criticism, and we've stuck up for him a lot on the on the podcast. But I thought we again today we saw the best and the worst of him again. You know, the the, the petulant foul, which I don't think was as bad as, as Cleverly's one, but he started seeing the bad guy Holabas a bit once after that booking and. You know, some bad decision making from him, I thought, and, and just he wasn't at the races. But then we also saw, you know, some great delivery from him, and he, yeah. and he did well going forward. So I can I really understand why people have kind of lost patience with him and given up because he's such a Jekyll and Hyde character. And it was on a day like today, you really can't afford to have that. You need to ha- you need to be disciplined, you need to be focused, and you need to to really be at, at you know on the ball and a proper performance we know what sort of player he is we know you know we we need more from him on a day like today I think I was a little bit disappointed but he's not as bad as Miguel Britos he didn't go he didn't lose his head that much I was going to say he he got booked he was I thought the booking was stupid it was a stupid challenge he got his yellow card but then he did seem to rein it in he sort of I was worried that he was going to get himself sent off and then be missing for the next game which which would have annoyed me more it was at a point when the game had well Come the second half when we're 3-0 down, I was more worried about him picking up another another yellow card, missing another game. A game where we might have a, well, we will have a better chance of getting three yeah. points, hopefully. Uh, wasted a bit like the, the red card he got at the end of the Bristol City game. And I thought he did well to sort of rein himself in a bit. Especially as he was def- they targeted him as well after that. Carl Walker was going down like a sack of, sack of yeah. you-know-whats at every opportunity. And... A great player, I think. I don't. He's one another one that you wouldn't want around for dinner, I think. But um, yeah, so yeah, I think that's a fair point. But I'd like to see. We were talking towards the end of last season. We we're seeing more discipline from Holobas. And the other thing about him, I think he got bent out of shape for Otamendi's. Um, was it Otamendi that scored the header? Yeah. Yeah, I think he. I just saw it on the replay very quickly. It looked like he he was out of position for that. He didn't really make it much of a challenge. And we're a Premier League football side, so really we need to be doing the things we can do as well as we can do every time. And um, I don't necessarily think we did, we did that all over the pitch today, but as we said at the top, just blown away. A podcast made by Watford fans, fans. for Watford fans, from the rookery end. Uh, Mike's surname is Parkin. It's still Parkin, Mike? It is, yeah. Uh, he's got a son called Arlo. Uh, and this is our feature, Michael Parkinson. It gives me great pleasure to welcome once again to Michael Parkinson, Arlo. Arlo, how are you? Mm, okay. 
okay. Yeah, I think we're all feeling a bit mm, okay this morning because what happened yesterday, what was the score? Six now. And how do you feel about that? I feel happy because Man City are a very good team. So it's good to, sometimes it's just good to see a really good team in action? Yeah. And how do you think Watford will feel? Do you think they'll work extra hard because of that? Yeah, I think they'll beat Man City next time. Beat them next time, that's good. Now, do you think that if there had been a different referee, Watford might have won? Yes. The referee was lying about things, and I bet you swear quite a lot. <laughs> you bet he was lying about things, and I swore quite a lot. Well, uh, I can't possibly comment on that. And did you want to say hello to someone before we went, didn't you? Hello, Ben. Good man. Thanks very much, Harlow. Bye-bye. See you later. From the rookery end. Okay, I'm going to blame my man. No, I'm not blaming for it. Jason, we were uh, particularly uh, angry and dumbfounded and puzzled, all in the space of about a millisecond, over some of the referees' decisions. I, I, whenever that sort of happens, I always say, the fix is in, the fix is in. Maybe not, but it, it wasn't quite... It definitely wasn't fair. No, I mean, <laughs> let, let, let's get it straight up front. Um, his performance had no impact on the outcome of today's game to be honest well maybe it might have been three nil it might have been (laughs) four or five yeah there were some strange decisions and there were some strange decisions I thought we got away with a couple as well Um, there was that sort of run up I think it was the third goal where or maybe earlier there was somewhere maybe sort of 50-50 handball decisions that we didn't get and then there were 50-50 decisions after that that went their way that they got in the run up to the third goal was I think it was where Cleverly got fouled he got Pushed from behind, it seemed. They went on and scored. And then I think, I'm not sure if it was then the second half, where Kurt cleverly shoulder barged De Bruyne, foul given against him. And then not long after that, Richardson gets pushed by De Bruyne, where De Bruyne's trying to shield him from the ball. All look very similar. They And they've all gone Man City's way. And you just think, you don't want to think big club getting all the decisions but you can't help feel that when when you see stuff like that going on I think uh, the disappointing thing for me is the is that you're right I mean I don't want to make a big thing out of it because I think I think everyone's got their opinion on him as a referee I think we've seen him had turn in very very similar performances here in the past was it Tottenham I think he he officiated here and I think it was a was it? I think, but I think did he did he do the Liverpool game at the start of the season as well? Don't know. When I you, never remember referees. When, <laughs> when, when you have to say um, perhaps we got the rub of the green with the decisions on that day. But I think what you know, I think there is that thing where Richarlison went down, and I don't think it was a foul, but he'd given some for Manchester City for you know it a, there was contact and he's gone down like a like a sack of you know what. But it's the look that he gave him, this sort of withering look. So, you know, I'm not going to fall for that. And it's like, oh, come on, mate. <laughs> you have done already. <laughs> really? Really? Um, you know, all it takes is a sort of lightest touch on, on some of these. And we're as guilty as it as anyone else. But what I don't like is that sort of, it goes back to whenever we were in the, um, when we were in championship playing bigger teams. When, it, when the Watford player gets booked, it's uh, number three, over here, please. And when it's the, you know, Wayne, Wayne, over here. <laughs> you know, it's... and. It's kind of natural, I suppose, but you do get the feel that sometimes it's stacked against you a little bit, but by no means did, uh, you know, and again, there's a couple of shouts that goals one and three might have been might have been offside, and, and yeah, they might have been 
just offside. They might have been just onside, but those goals didn't go in because yeah. of the of the incorrect uh, offside call. So sometimes in games like this, the I think the other thing is when you're up against it like we were today, we were hundred percent having to sort of fly by the seat of our pants. Everything that any little thing that goes against you yeah, yeah, seems yeah, even yeah, more yeah. amplified because it's already you're already like. Yeah. I think that the feeling was yeah it was it was like not only Manchester United against us but everything's against Manchester us. City. Manchester City are against us. The whole of us. Manchester is against <laughs> us. <laughs> Manchester City are, are against us and football's against us when the referee starts doing it as well. Um, but we, we pick up with Charleston a little bit. You know, I was not expecting um, his. Uh, breakthrough performance from him uh, to make him come on the radar of Manchester City and then sign him in January. I was not expecting that whatsoever today. Um, but it was sort of like a, for a player like him, um, for a player like Chalabar, for a Decore, it was their sort of first um, chance to, to, to do something and to show what they have been doing for Watford week in, week out now. Um, but particularly, uh, he, I think we really sort of saw his. Um, little sparkiness, but just not enough of it, and his limits as a player, Jason. Yeah, I, I, there, there were some good moments. I, there were a couple of times where he picked the ball up in congested area, sort of he drifted into the middle, and then sort of a couple of tricks, and he came away with it. Um, but he didn't, in terms of an attacking sense, he didn't cause them too many problems. I don't think it was just just some nice play that got us out of the odd hole here and there. Um, what about Mr. Mr. Cleverly? Uh, as you said, had a, a spicy performance, um, which uh, he got substituted, and there was no no doubt uh, at two o'clock when the teams come out that his name wouldn't be on it. Um, in fact, that was the exact team I had in my head with all the injuries we had. That that was going to start. Silver. To be fair, like what a, you know, great performances from from most of them. So. The only ones you were discussing really was who was fit for the back for the back four, yeah. um, which weren't that many. The the one I sort of saw on the on the display as he came into the ground uh, was that Pereira was on the bench. Yeah. And the question was I sort of I sat next to Jason's dad and I sort of said to him I said well you know the chance of him coming on are probably be quite slim. Maybe if it gets to 80 minutes and we are uh, six nil down. <laughs> six nil down. <laughs> I think it was 60, wasn't it? No, but it was... It, or if, if we were nil-nil, maybe he's, he might make a, 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 a substitution like that to sort of give us an extra level. But the chances are he's not going to come on. I think the only way I think we were going to... He was going to come on was when he did. Yeah. But I know, I know he's been off as well. He had a couple of weeks away from playing top-flight football. But he's not going to get back uh, on the starting that, that list, uh, t- the, on the starting team sheet very soon, is he? But to touch on Richarlison quickly, and I think that's the reason why we probably won't see him just yet. I thought what Richarlison did today was, yeah, it didn't necessarily go his way. A couple of chances he missed, but he he didn't give up and he never went missing at any stage, which I thought was was admirable. It's easy when you, especially when you're a, an attacking player, a winger, you can you can hide, you can go missing, and it can it can all get too, too difficult very quickly for someone like that. And he's young, he's not massively experienced in the Premier League. Um, so I thought it was admirable the way that he stuck to his guns and, and put himself about a bit and he tracked back. Carrillo as well does, does good work tracking back as well. So I think fair play and he, and he showed that he's robust. I think he can take a knock, he can handle himself, he's, he's not afraid of, of mixing it with whoever he's, he's up against as he's shown you know, last week at Southampton he got some treatment and, and again this week he's coming up against some serious operators and I'm delighted with the way he's progressed and, and shown himself to be solid and almost Premier League ready for the Premier League that's the doubt and you don't get that feel with Pereira in terms of his because we because he's had these two injuries these two relatively serious injuries 
you do feel he's a bit delicate. And the, I thought when he came on, I thought he was very, very neat and tidy. He's got exceptionally quick feet. He looks the part again. He looks fit. Um, and getting him in full flight will be will be a, a real bonus for us because then we have got that option. But would you would you throw him in ahead of Richarlison at the moment? I think it's I think it's doubtful. And I think Richarlison has, has earned that play. I think Pereira came on and looked good. Easy to do that when the foot's off the gas fan and so on and so forth. There's lots of you know. But I think Richardson's keeping him out. They're going to keep him out of the team, and I think that's I think for us that's a, that's a good thing. But really good to see him back. about the front I want to talk about the, the back a little bit I thought despite losing 6-0 I thought Maps did well again I thought he was fine and someone who's coming on leaps and bounds not quite the same stratospheric um, career curve as, uh, as our friend uh, one, two, three, four <laughs> uh, but Cabaselli I think is really really coming on I think um, uh, he's getting himself in the right positions at the right time. He's making great decisions. He's he's putting his body on the line and making making. I did one at Southampton last week, which I, I forgot to mention on the pod. But yeah, a real a goal saving challenge potentially. And he's noticeable. I think that he's he's getting himself in positions to to make a, dif- a difference defensively. Uh, and I've been hugely impressed with him. He's, 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 I don't think he's quite 100% there yet, but he's definitely getting to a point where Decore and, and uh, Chalabar and Cleverly have, have made themselves undroppable uh, and definitely first on the team sheets. Uh, and he's definitely getting there, Jason. Absolutely. I think I, um, I picked him out as uh, a potential man of the match winner against Brighton. Um, and, and as Mike says again today, we've seen a, a fantastic goal saving tackle at 0 0 which could have easily been forgotten in the aftermath of uh, <laughs> what happens. Uh, but, yeah, we got to hope that his confidence hasn't been knocked today particularly. Um, we said that about the team, but for, for a young lad playing centre-back who might see six goals conceded, I'm the defender, oh, God, what, yeah, what for me now? You know, yeah. As the senior players start to come back in, is he still going to be given a chance? I hope he is, he's looking good. That's where Silver comes in, though, and that's when they, you know, we talk about the good feel about the club. That's when they earn their money from a, you know, I think someone mentioned earlier about um, Manchester City. It's their mental, you know, they're obviously better than us on virtually every position on the pitch, but you have that mental ability to, to crank it up and not to not to let your foot off the, off the opposition's neck and just to, to carry on doing um, what you're supposed to doing. And that's what you need to drill into to Watford players as well and you, there's no reason why from a psychological point of view that shouldn't be put away after whenever they, they do they'll all be in, you know they'll have to watch that in a darkened room and we'll have to get it out of their systems but there's no reason that we can't learn from it and they can't can't come back you know um, so I'm not necessarily worried about these guys I, I think they'll I think they'll use it um, they've got to, you've got to take positives out of it as a professional. You've got to you've got to take it on the chin. You've got to take responsibility, but you also got to realise that you're playing Swansea City away next next um, week, and that will be an equally tough challenge in in other ways. No, it won't. It will not be an equally tough challenge. <laughs> careful, John. Careful. Don't jinx no, it. No, 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 no. It won't be equal. It will be tough, but no way will it be equally <laughs> tough challenge. Hello and welcome to From the Rookery End, where we've just seen Watford lose to Swansea seven <laughs> nil. Yeah, that was the referee's fault. No, but it was you know. No, were equally tough. Yeah, but that, this is the thing. I suppose we were 
Undefeated in the first four games of the season. Only one of those, though, was against Liverpool, which you would have said at the beginning, at the beginning of the season, uh, before anything kicked off, oh, that would be the toughest game of that, that run. This was going to be the first major test. But actually, how well we've done so far, it's these next run of games. Yep. Swansea and West Brom, where if we are going to make a difference, we are going to end up a bit in, the, in a higher place, then they're the games that we're going to have to win. Uh, and the away games, we're definitely going to have to get a draw in. Yeah, oh, 100%. Yeah, I mean, we see this terrible phrase, free hit. It's, this, this Losing this game isn't going to impact on where we finish in the, in the, in the season, or at least it shouldn't. Um, I'm, I'm confident the guys are coming out of this upbeat and they'll, they'll, they'll move on, like we said. But yeah, absolutely, the next games are, are where we define our season, away at Swansea, away at West Brom. And I know I said an equally tough challenge. It sort of sounds like I've had my media training from the uh, <laughs> from the Premier League, uh, but they were really tough. You know, incredibly tough places to go. Swansea under under Clement. I think they're not the side they were when they first came into the Premier League, but I think they're turning things around, and I think they'll be difficult there. And and you know, West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns, noisy crowd. They'll be you know on top of. We saw what happened there last year. We saw what happened here. Very much a clash of. Uh, clash of styles and West Brom were in our face and it worked to a certain degree I think they got under our skin it's certainly at West Brom uh, where there was uh, we were down to 10 men not for the, for the first or last time that, that season so massive challenges await but there's you know we've seen this win away at Southampton great results uh, at Bournemouth and then grinding out those, those two draws here so plenty of reasons still to be optimistic one question I would like to throw out there is another player we've defended on the podcast um, is our Brazilian friend Aurelio. I just wonder whether today was another example of, I think this was it the second goal, Aguero's second, yeah. where the ball came across. I know he did, they, uh, the defender should have got rid of it quicker. It was a peculiar challenge by Jan Matt, who ended up in the, in the hoardings, and it didn't seem to me to make much of a, uh, a fist of, of, of wrestling back control, and we should have got rid of it. But when that ball comes across, you're looking for your goalkeeper to, to get some sort of... Um, contact on that to get it away from the danger area and he basically missed it completely and that's 2-0 they go on to score three in, in 10 minutes and, and the game's well and truly gone and people have mentioned you know that, uh, that, that Gomez does tend to make mistakes in these um, bigger games against the tougher sides obviously when you're going to be under more pressure more chances being created against you so first time today that I thought you know with the, with the new guy breathing down his neck, is his, is his future under doubt? Because it's rare at Watford that we'll drop a keeper. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen very often, but if you think about other clubs, it does. And I just wonder whether whether this is going to happen, whether we might see Gomez drop. Have a rest. Yeah, Have a rest. It's a time to move on and go off for a lovely trip down to Wales. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, do follow us on social media at What the Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and on uh, Facebook. Thank you very much, Jason. Uh, thank you. And thank you, Michael. Hey, you're welcome. <laughs> no problem. And come on, you ones.